Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. And we have a special guest with us today. I'm excited. Um, we're going to talk about triumph over tragedy and divorce. And so I, I'm bringing this to you because I want to provide hope and help to your family because I believe your family matters. And I want to help you navigate through the divorce process successfully and in a healthy way. So with us today is a longtime friend of mine, Julie Cleffel. Hi, Julie. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so, Julie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a, a mom and I am a banker and I'm a daughter and a sister and I am a fourth generation Central Floridian. Live right here in Orlando. Yes, you are a mother, a business person, a community leader. Um, an amazing person. And currently, you are the executive VP, chief banking officer of Seacoast Bank. That is correct. That's my day job. That's a lot of title there. And we'll get to that in a, <laughs> a little bit. So um, let's, I want to, I want the audience to hear your story because this is triumph over tragedy and divorce. And you've had that in your life, and yet look at where you are. So let's see what we can do to provide some hope and help to, to our viewers. So you were married very young. Yes, I was married at 18 years old, right out of high school, my first semester in college, right before I turned 19. So young and full of, full of hope and, and, and thoughts of what life was going to be like as a young married woman. And so you got married young and you were freshman in college and difficulties and um, ultimately a divorce happened. Tell us what happened there. So um, right after I got divorced and right after I got married, um, I moved out of central Florida and moved up north. Um, so uprooted from everything I knew and um, spent some time in the far northern parts of Michigan and learned a lot during that time. I was married eight years. Uh, before I was divorced uh, to a, a man that I knew well and my family knew well. Unfortunately, there was some pretty horrific things that happened during that time frame, a lot of which I was not aware of. And when they came to my attention, although we tried to work through those issues, um, we weren't able to. And so divorce ultimately um, became the choice. And it was extremely difficult. Uh, because I had come from a, a, a lifelong history of lots of strong, long marriages. And so it was very difficult for me to make that decision and, and process through that. Right. So um, I did not represent you in the divorce. You actually represented yourself. Is that right? <laughs> Unfortunately, that is the case. Um, I uh, did a simple dissolution of marriage. And if I were to share with your viewers something that I learned in the process, it was the value that I would have had had I had someone really guiding me through the process and helping me think through some of the things that I just couldn't see, um, mostly because I was young and immature and, and, and really spiraling from the events that had happened. And I uh, walked through probably one of life's most difficult things without any help. 
if I had to do it all over again, I absolutely would have had um, support from legal counsel. What ended up happening in the process is that um, my former husband and I owned a business and I gave up the business with no financial compensation. Uh, we sold our home and I walked away with about $750 to my name and a few pots and pans and plates. And I had no job. I gave up the car. I gave up the dog. Uh, and shortly after I walked away, what I learned is that um, I was getting ready to go through an IRS audit. And I had no idea what was going on in the finances at that time and was really in a, a difficult situation. So um, I would have loved to have had counsel in that process. Um, I learned a lot of lessons the hard way, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you had, so you had, a, you owned a home, you owned a business and you owned a dog and I'm a dog <laughs> lover. I've have my seventh boxer right now. So Aww. to hear that you gave up the dog is probably the hardest part, but um, so, and you walked away with $750, I think I heard. And mm -hmm. so you basically walked away from the marriage with the shirt on your back. What did you do next? <laughs> well, fortunately I have um, some amazing parents and a great support system personally. And uh, I also have a very deep faith. And I leaned into that faith and I pulled my support system around me and I said, now what? And um, from some great advice from my mom, she said, well, we need to make a list. What are the things that you need to do next? And so we worked together to make a list of the things I needed. I needed a place to live. I needed a car. I needed a job. Uh, and she said, you know what? Um, let's write it down. Let's prioritize and work through it. And uh, within about 30 days, uh, I was able to work my way through what was next. Really, Tom, what I've learned in my life is sometimes it's just about doing the next thing. And there were days when that was brushing my teeth and getting out of bed and putting on clothes. But um, once I was able to focus on the list, it gave me perspective uh, and helped me work through um, what was uh, a very difficult time in my life. Yeah. And I think what I heard there was your faith is something that really helped you get through that very difficult divorce and next up situation. Absolutely. My faith, uh, I call it my big faith, and we'll talk later about my little faith, but my right. big faith is absolutely the foundation of everything that I do in life. And uh, from my perspective, uh, if if you really walk that faith out, um, God continues to show himself faithful. And for me, um, I've had to do that many chapters in my life and God is always faithful. That's He's awesome. Faithful. That's great. So actually out of that kind of difficult situation, the divorce started you in the banking industry, correct? That is correct. I had to find a career and I found banking. I had a really good friend that was in the banking business that was part of my support system. And she said, have you ever thought about banking? And I said, not really. I barely balanced my checkbook. I can't imagine. And she said, it's, it's a job you're either going to love or hate. So you might want to take a look because it's a lot about people and marketing and sales and a little bit about math. And so I, I began the, the quest or the journey to find my way to banking and had to start from the bottom. And I understand you started as a part-time teller. 
I did. I started as a part-time teller and customer service representative uh, for a, a bank that's no longer around, but uh, learned it from the ground up. I had um, uh, my friend's um, advice was excellent. You know, if you love it, run and do more of it. And if you don't like it, if you're not passionate about it, you know, leave quickly. And I found great passion in, in the industry and, and the things I could learn. But I also knew that the normal path is a long time before you get to management and a long time before the career is um, providing substantial financial support for anyone. And so it was it was definitely a leap of faith to try it. Um, but I did start as a part-time teller and, and began my career working my way up through um, uh, the very important parts of the bank from the, from the floor to the ceiling, so to speak. Right. And so what I think I know about your history is you don't just show up, punch a clock and do the <laughs> basics in your job. You go the extra mile, take the extra steps, learn. So what did you do? Because obviously you started as a part-time teller and now in your current position, you're what, number two or three in a national publicly traded eight plus billion dollar bank? That's that's correct. Um, you know, it's interesting how I work my way through it. I think the most important things I took away from that experience is one, I really did throw myself into the work. I wanted to learn every aspect of the job. And so I spent a lot of time uh, before hours, after hours. Uh, reading and consuming everything I could about the banking industry from the credit policy manual to the procedures manual to um, everything that was available to me and then really ask a lot of questions with a lot of curiosity. And then I found friends within the organization I was working for at the time that were willing to take a chance on me uh, and a lot of great mentors along the way. And, and I really have a, a big belief that mentors are are a huge part of any professional or honestly personal journey. You should have a, a whole bunch of mentors. And I had a lot of great ones along my career and still have them. And um, in that particular process, what I learned is you do have to ask for what's next. Um, you can't sit still. And so I just went, walked myself into the president's office and said, hi, my name's Julie. And I you know, work here. I'm not sure you know me, but I'd really like to do more. And um, I want to get my way to management. How do I do that quickly? And uh, fortunately, he, he actually took the meeting and <laughs> didn't shut the door in my face, which he probably could have <laughs> at the time. Well, you know, that's, that is such a great example for um, people who have gone through a divorce. They, instead of just feeling sorry for yourself or feeling beaten down, you know, you you do those next steps. You you go above and beyond. It's kind of like the the saying: uh, um, life is ninety um, percent attitude and ten percent what happens to you. So, yep, we're all mm -hmm. this life is not easy. We're all going to go through hardship. So, what are we going to make of it? And are we going to invest in ourselves and move to the next level? So, you did that, and yet your story doesn't end there. Obviously. You know, not everything is uh, hunky-dory. Um, so you remarried, had a child, and you had more tragedy. I did. So um, eight years after my divorce, I found my soulmate, and he was the love of my life. His name was Eric, and we um, got married shortly after we began dating. And unfortunately, two years after we were married, he passed away suddenly at the age of 30. 
four months after our beautiful daughter, Faith, was born. And Faith has special needs. She has Down syndrome. So I was a new mom two weeks back from maternity leave <clears throat> with um, finding myself as a widow and trying to figure out how to successfully support my stepson uh, at the time who was 10 and my more four month old baby. And um, so again, I was faced with the do the next thing conversation and leaning into my faith and how do I um, move forward. And for me, it was a, a great support system within my pastoral group, within my parents, again, who have been my rocks along the way, but also the, the no knowing that I had a, a little one that needed me to, to step up and, and be there for her. So um, I, uh, I took those same principles that I did when I was divorced and, and, and took those through the, the death of my husband as well. Uh, so another tragedy. And I think what the, our audience would want to know is how did you juggle all that? I mean, yes, you're a widow, you're taking care of your husband's um, stepson and mm -hmm, you have a special needs daughter and you have a, I'm going to guess a somewhat demanding job. I don't know what, where Very. were you in the bank at that time? At that time, I was uh, a senior leader in the organization, uh, working my way up and through to the executive suite of the, of the bank. I was not all the way at the top of the bank at that point. I was um, kind of, I would say, upper tier management. So yes, a very demanding job, not nearly as demanding as the one I have today. Um, it was a much smaller company at the time. But I would tell you that uh, for me, the most important things that I did to uh, juggle life uh, was one, I sought counseling. And so two weeks after my husband passed away, I immediately got um, professional counseling which I would highly recommend to anyone that's going through a difficult time. Uh, you need a, a counselor, i.e. your attorney at law, and you need a counselor um, that can help walk you through. And so my counselor ended up being started as a grief counselor, helped me then process my divorce, which I had not really dealt with, but then eventually became my executive coach and my life balance, uh, work-life balance coach. And uh, I, had, I was in counseling for almost a decade. And I uh, highly recommend that it, it was very valuable. And then the juggling of things was building a team, Tom, really. I mean, it was about an A team, a B team, a C team, a D team, right? Everybody needs a village when you're raising children, especially post-divorce or, or tragedy. And anyone that's working, a working professional needs a village. And so I built out a village. And uh, that village was family, friends, and hired help uh, to get me through life. Um, I found I had to hire a lot of people to do all the things my late husband did, but I figured it out. Uh, so support system counseling and uh, uh, making sure that you have an A, B, and C team really makes a difference. Yeah, I think that's so helpful for our audience because, you know, our purpose to, is to provide hope and help to families, right? Because families matter and to successfully navigate yeah. through this family law process. And yours was through the family law process and beyond. And so um, what you've talked about, faith and counseling, big faith and little faith. So now you've talked about your big faith and your daughter faith, right? Mm -hmm, that's um, correct. <laughs> so 
Um, what would you say to people watching this video were the most important things to you during the process to get you from the initial divorce and the loss of your, your husband, the second uh, marriage, um, to where you are today that they could kind of grab onto and say, I, I also could um, u- utilize some of those tools. Sure. So first I would say, give yourself permission to grieve, right? So I had to give myself permission to grieve, grieve the loss of my first marriage through divorce, grieve the loss of my second marriage through death, and then remind myself that everyone has a story. And for me, the thing that helped me the most was hearing stories of others that had difficult circumstances and me being able to focus my my energy on helping them. And I found that through um, some group counseling that really helped me. I found other um, people that had walked in similar shoes and I was able to kind of pour my life into them. I think sharing the story makes it real and makes it palatable and makes it um, transparent. And hopefully you can, you know, give back. Uh, I found that having a purpose um, which is impacting lives for me. Uh, and I do that at work. I do that at home. And I found that doing practical things that helped me stay out of that dark place, if you will, kept me from spiraling were making lists and checking them twice, um, pulling teams and support systems when I was finding myself in a, in a, a difficult place and asking for help, which is, I think, the hardest thing because asking for help means you have to admit, I can't do it alone. And I'm, I'm pretty independent normally, but I learned that asking for help gives pe- other people joy, right? And for me, then I was able to kind of expand my family and my network. Um, and now I'm able to lean into those people um, for other things, right? And so those would be the things I would share with your audience. And I would just tell you, hope anchors your soul. And there's always hope. And God stretches and grows me every day. And I have, I'm a better person. I'm a better leader. I'm a better um, friend and mom and daughter and sister because of what I've walked through. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but I am on the other side and there is light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not a speeding train. Um, it's the, the light and hope I have through um, my faith in the Lord and and the joy I have in my lovely daughter and uh, an employer that has been incredibly caring uh, through the process as well. That is so incredibly helpful. I, I'm, I'm thinking um, you should write a book, number one. Number two, <laughs> we should put a checklist of all of those things you just said, because those were so powerful and so helpful to um, people going through uh, things like you have or, or, or less or more. So I think that's great. Um, Julie, you have talked just a little bit about your daughter and the tragedy of losing your soulmate, your husband um, at such a young age, 30. Um, I know we don't have time today to get into that, but I would love to do that. I wonder if you would be open to coming back for maybe a second interview to really focus on Faith and Eric. Um, in a second. I would love that. You I would. would love that. It's always a joy to talk about Faith and Eric and the fingerprints they've left on my life. 
So I would be more than happy to share more about that story with you and your listeners. If you find it valuable, I would love to do it. So thank you for thinking of me. Oh, that, Julie, thank you so much for showing up on the channel today. I, I um, It's a blessing to me. I know it'll be a blessing to our viewers. And um, this is what our, our, our purpose is, to provide that hope and help. And I think you've done that today. Um, I would say that if you found, as viewers, um, any value in this, that you would uh, subscribe to the channel, um, hit that like button if, if you've enjoyed it. Um, also, if you want to receive notifications of any future videos, which I'm posting every Wednesday at noon, uh, hit that bell icon. This is all kind of new to me. You know, this is starting a, a YouTube channel. Um, not as a spring chicken here, but um, as uh, an old dog learning new tricks. So uh, thank you so much, Julie. You've been amazing as I knew you would be. And uh, we will see you all, our viewers, uh, next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.